0: everybody. Uh, of course, you've heard our new intro music. I am CD Danny Mac. Just got done watching TakeOver Chicago with my boy on my right side this week. Nikki Six, unfortunately, cannot make it to the event. So I am here with my boy, Dave, also known as RJ. Welcome, Dave. Nice to have you on for the Thanks first for time. Having a-
1: wow. Thanks for having me.
0: What a event, guys. NXT TakeOver Chicago absolutely took the roof off of the Allstate Arena. There was fine athleticism. There were stories told, but... uh a shocking ending, to say the least.
1: Absolutely,
0: We will get Absolutely to that in just a matter of minutes, oh. but let's kick off with the intense in-ring action, starting off strong with uh, Roderick Strong taking on Sanity's Eric Young. And Dave, some real tenacity coming out of Roderick Strong, able to overcome the numbers game of Sanity.
1: Absolutely, Dan. I mean, you know, you see guys like Killian Dane, Alexander Wolfe at the ring, and they've been the demise of so many other tough, tough talents. You know, you've seen No Way Jose go out there and lose at the fate of Sanity. We've also seen Roderick Strong himself lose.
0: Roderick Strong being beaten and bruised and bloody and dragged out on previous episodes of NXT. Luckily, Roddy, being the strong strong and smart competitor he is, he was striking Sanity before the match started. He was laying into Killian Dane. He was taking out Alexander Wolfe. Not an ounce of backing down coming out of Roderick Strong this evening.
1: It was absolutely great to see him come out and have a game plan. You could tell he came out ready for this fight. Fact,
0: he knew it wasn't just going to be by himself. Exactly. and you, you he just knew tell. Eric Young was showing up with company, with oh, the yeah. dangerous, just the dangerous energy that sanity brings to an arena once they enter. It's, it's chilling.
1: Yeah, and I got to say, I like that they've given us this backstory of Roderick Strong. I think it gives us a good reason to get behind Roderick Strong. If you didn't know anything about him, now you do, and now you're behind him.
0: Of course, talking about the Who is Roderick Strong segments that have taken place on NXT television in previous weeks. Roddy coming out with an incredible ovation in the Chicago Absolutely, arena.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: The All-State arena exploding for a talented in-ring competitor in Roderick Strong. Uh, just some crazy, crazy match. What a way to start off Chicago.
1: You know, I, 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 at the end of the match, I couldn't have been further on the edge of my seat, and I gotta tell you, Dan, I don't know how how I could have been from from that first match on the card. I wasn't sure how the rest of the night was gonna be, and gosh, it did not disappoint. What a showing! I mean,
0: hard to imagine something better coming along, but uh, some again memorable spots in this match. The young blood wheelbarrow DDT executed on Roderick Strong on the outside. After seeing Roddy's lifeless body, I thought that was I thought he was done.
1: Yeah, when he kicked out of that, I think that gave him a whole new level of respect from the NXT universe, as well as a whole other side of grit grit that maybe we haven't seen from before. I mean, we It know shows he... the
0: fighting spirit that has been ingrained in Roderick Strong. It's always been this Roddy versus the world mentality that has been driven into into us as, as audience members. But uh, Roddy not just doing it for himself now. He's saying, Sandy, you better keep my family's name out of your mouth. And I think that just was a motivation enough to really want to take it to Sanity and coming out with an impressive win over Eric Young. I still don't know how he did it and uh, he actually managed to make it out of the ring in one <laughs> piece as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was what I was worried about once he won. What was going to be the aftermath? Was was Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf going to come into the ring and take some retribution for their leader?
0: Almost did. Almost, Almost did. Roddy pulling a swift escape after the 1-2-3 and uh, not many people get away from Sanity without them having to say something about it. Not to discredit what Sanity has planned for Roderick Strong's future, but it was not their night in NXT TakeOver Chicago. Again, Roderick Strong pulling out the win against Sanity's Eric Young. From a ruthless redemption match by Roderick Strong, able to vanquish sanity temporarily, we move on to championship action, and Dave, the first match we had tonight was for the United Kingdom Championship. The champion, Tyler Bate, taking on the Bruiserweight, Pete Dunne, and I had not heard a reaction for this match like I did in a very long time. The Allstate Arena exploding for British Strong Style.
1: You know where else was exploding? Staten Island, New York, right from our living room. Absolutely insane. <laughs> These two guys put on one hell of a showing. I mean, from the wrist manipulation that Pete Dunn put on Tyler Bate, sheer headshots that that Pete Dunn took. What, what do you think? These what guys are were
0: throwing bombs at each other. Oh, my gosh. They were. You, obviously, the in-ring chemistry is great. These guys know each other very well from the progress wrestling. Uh, we've seen them in action before. In fact, last night was I believe it was the kickoff of the United Kingdom Championship yes. specials. Yep. Pete Dunne taking on Trent Seven and Tyler Bate taking on the Mark Andrews. And uh, while those two were very great matches, Dave, I think this match tonight had them both beat. A rematch from the United Kingdom Championship tournament delivered way better than their first match, and I didn't think that was possible. What a badass that Pete Dunne is. Oh, He's yes. just a mean guy. He's a tough
1: son of a bitch, and you know what? What I like about Pete Dunne is he knows what he wants, he goes after it, and he's not afraid to push whoever's in his way out of his way. And he gets right in that ring, and he gets right to work. And he's a, he's a master at at joint manipulation and at just getting down and dirty and getting the job done no matter what it takes. Not
0: to discredit the champion, though, as friendly and charismatic as our 20-year-old Tyler Bate is, uh, the kid is a tough, tough competitor. He's strong. He's fast. That, that helicopter spin... During the match, we saw a combination of the two.
1: Absolutely. And I, I got to be honest, I forget the guy's 20 years old. He's so strong, he's so charismatic, he's so talented. You would 20
0: really- years old, but his in-ring, his in-ring IQ and his in-ring age has to be that of somebody twice his age. Oh, absolutely. The kid is a phenom. Absolutely. The kid is going to be a major player in this forming division. I cannot wait to see where the rest of the UK division goes. But uh, a new champion being crowned tonight, Pete Dunn managed to walk away with the win, but not before an incredible fight by Tyler Bate. Some of the craziest counters I've ever seen. The counter to the bitter end that first time around.
1: Absolutely cannot
0: insane. believe what what Tyler Bate was pulling out this evening. Again, a hard showing by the twenty year old. But Pete Dunn, uh, Pete Dunn spelling the future in his own way for the United Kingdom division. Now, Dave, what do you think? What kind of picture do you think that paints for the rest of the guys in the back?
1: I think the rest of the guys in the back all see that they have an opportunity, and now there's a new target, Not, and that target's name is Pete Dunn. Tyler Bate did a great job of defending that championship. Now it's up to Pete Dunn to do that same thing. I think guys like Wolfgang, guys like Mark Andrews, guys like uh, Joseph uh, Connors, they're going to do a great job of, they need to do a great job, rather, of getting in there. They need to do a good job of staying focused, staying driven, and coming twice as hard as Tyler, as Tyler Bate, if that's even possible, to get this built. Because these guys, like Pete Dunn, very tough guy. Pete Dunn, he brought his The whole it division is he hungry brought... right
0: now, man. As much as it doesn't feel like it, these these are experienced guys, mm. but this is a first for the WWE. This division is still in its infancy, and it's delivering matches like this.
1: I, I, can only, I can't even express how excited I am to see where they're going to go moving forward.
0: Can only describe that match as unbelievable. What a first championship match. And uh, like you said, there are quite a number of guys who, you know, Pete dunne has got a target on his back now. I think there's quite a few guys in that division who want to punch that guy in the face. Yeah,
1: and that was I know before ju- he got the title.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know, just as a fan, I want to punch that guy in the face. The hey, guy is Pete Dun's great. He's he's snarly. He's just got that. He's just got that look of I know I want to hurt you, and I know exactly how to do it. I'm not going to say the guy's not a worthy champion because he is quite the tactician in the ring. He bends the rules almost to break him, but uh, he just floats that line where the referees. Uh, Like I think Nigel McGuinness said earlier today, are the officials scared of Pete Dunne?
1: And I think they were. And you know what? (laughs) To your point, though, sometimes you have to be mean to get what you want. So yeah, he has a snarl. But that snarl got him that victory.
0: Badass cashless checks. Again, Pete Dunne managing to walk away with the win, but not before an impressive showing by Tyler Bate. Where do you think this puts the former UK championship now? Uh, who Who do you want to see Tyler Bate feud with in this new division? You know,
1: I'd really like to see Tyler Bate go up against Mark Andrews again. I think those two guys had a really great showing uh, in, in some of their UK tours or so I've heard. Um I'd really like to see him get, get with somebody a little more versatile, maybe uh maybe with Wolfgang. I'd really like to see those two go at it and I know Wolfgang's a tough guy. Tyler Bates a real tough guy, so Tyler Bate
0: managing to put on his power display against a big guy like Wolfgang would be I mean impressive doesn't say the word. I oh, mean, the, yeah. the kids lifting guys who, you know, granted outweigh him, but he, he hasn't faced an obstacle in WWE like Wolfgang had.
1: Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Tyler Bate beat Wolfgang to get to the final round in the UK tournament. Right? He he hit him with the, the Tyler driver, and that's how he got onto that final match against Pete Dunne.
0: He hit him with the Tyler driver with a sore shoulder. So yes, that that could be another redemption rivalry from They're the tournament. There is rivalry. there is some history there. Very good, my friend. Thank you for pointing that out. Again, Tyler Bate defeated by the Bruiserweight Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn is the new face of the UK division. And not only is he WWE United Kingdom champion, but uh, if memory serves me correct, he is still the Progress Wrestling Champion. And I've mentioned this before, but Dave, I'm not sure if you knew this, but uh, Pete Dunn carries around that Progress Championship. He signs bigger money contracts and he leans on that Progress Championship. The disrespect for independent wrestling and uh, just showing he's a big money competitor. What are love your thoughts it. on that? I
1: absolutely love it. I love that the guy just goes after opportunities. I think he's uh, he's a good example for any guy that that's hungry and and knows what they want. I think, you know what? He's got to do what's best for him, and I think that's exactly what he does, and I think that's what everybody should be doing. And we do know, what it takes to win and get it done.
0: We know the United Kingdom champion, the new United Kingdom champion, is not afraid to step on any toes or break any fingers on, the way, on his not. way to success. But as much as it pains to say congratulations, Pete Dunn. I'm not going to deny the guy's ability. He's quite the talent. Cannot wait to see where the future of the United Kingdom Championship Division goes. But Dave, the future just kind of looks the same in the NXT Women's Championship Division. Nikki Cross, Ruby Riot, and Asuka facing off in a hard-hitting, fast-paced, and high-flying triple threat match for that championship. The Empress of Tomorrow continuing her undefeated streak, walking away with the title. Uh... Your thoughts on the other two competitors, though, Dave, Nikki Cross and Ruby Riott, respectively.
1: You know, Nikki Cross came in, as I expected, very strong, very, very ready to get in there and get down and dirty, specifically with Ruby Riot, There were a couple times in that match where she ignored Oscar when she should have capitalized on Oscar, and she went and chose Ruby Riot due to their past you know, rivalry.
0: Like I mentioned over the past few weeks, uh, the tension and the aggression mm-hmm. and the angst and the just the pure hatred yep. for each other between Ruby Riott and... And Nikki Cross, there was that slight moment of uh, of them trying to get along and take out Asuka. That that did not last very long. Nikki Cross trying to hit a roll up straight from that, but that again, that did not seem to matter. Asuka is just a dominant champion. Oh, it yeah. doesn't matter if it's three. It doesn't matter if it's two. It doesn't matter who you put in front of her. The hundred and seventy plus win streak speaks for itself.
1: I believe they said three hundred ninety days. Was that how long it said she was? Three hundred ninety days as NXT
0: days. Champ- as NXT Women's Champion.
1: She has outlived. Mr. Bill Goldberg, I believe, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Her undefeated streak just beat, uh... Yes, she just conquered Goldberg's undefeated streak (laughs) recently as champion and, uh... Asuka's always been one for the in-ring action. She's a harsh competitor. She's a smart competitor. She's a dominant champion for a reason. She's very, you know, she's ring-savvy. You know, say what you will about her last win in Orlando, but she walked out with the championship There's a champion's advantage for a reason. And whether it had been from a disqualification match for shoving the referee, she would still walk out champion. But that was in Orlando. Tonight has been unbelievable. In Chicago, what a hard-hitting match between those three ladies. Uh, Ruby Riot. Putting on a very impressive match, though, but Dave, did she look uncomfortable in the championship situation, being such a new talent to next day?
1: You know, I, I do think she did. I think she looked a little stiff out there through most of that match. I don't think she was in, quite in her element. You could really see the experience with Asuka for most of that match. I think that Ruby Riot, uh, as time goes, she will get more of that comfort that she needs. Uh, but as far as tonight goes, I think she fell a little flat. Yeah, I don't think she was quite where she needed to be in order to take down Asuka, or even Nikki Cross. I think Nikki Cross looked really good. I actually had my money on Nikki Cross to win this match. A little shocked slash disappointed, but still not surprised. I mean, Asuka is a force to be reckoned with.
0: She's the most dominant force, not only as a woman, but as a superstar in general. I cannot remember somebody just going on a tear as a champion like this.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: Nobody hits as hard, nobody throws as hard, and uh, quite frankly, nobody's been talking more smack than Asuka has. The confidence, the ego, the some call it arrogance of the champion, but you know what? When you have 170-plus wins and haven't been pinned or submitted, I'll give my hat off to you, and you could say whatever you want. Another great victory for Asuka. But uh, where does this match leave the Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross rivalry now that there's no championship to uh, to be reckoned with? Do you think they still hate each other just as much? <laughs> I think it was
1: pretty clear that those two still very much hate each other. I don't think that rivalry is remotely close to being over. I think that now... They're going to get into their own rivalry again. And uh, I didn't mean to bring up something totally different here, but I, I wonder how Ember Moon is going to face feel. You know, she had to sit and watch from the sideline.
0: Ember Moon, again, for those of you who don't remember, sidelined with a shoulder injury after the brutal attack by Asuka during the number one contender, Battle Royal, a few weeks ago on NXT. Ember Moon, she still seems determined, though, Dave. I'm not going to take it away. She still believes that it's her destiny to beat Asuka. She wants to be the one, and you know what? I saw her debut at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn too, and I thought that's where, you know, I, I turned to Nick and I said, that's going to be the one, and uh, the shoulder injury, you know, we haven't gotten to see it yet. We, have, we only see what we have from Orlando as far as Ember Moon interacting with Asuka, and that was not the level playing field that Ember Moon expected. Again, the referee questionable strategy, whatever you want to call it. As far as singles competitor action between Ember Moon and Asuka, what difference do you think the second confrontation is going to make for Ember Moon? Do you think she's more driven? Is she going to come back better and stronger from this injury? Or do you think Asuka's going to have her sights set on it and she's going to target it?
1: Well, no pun intended, but I think she's going to have a real chip on her shoulder coming back. (laughs) I think she's going to come in angrier, more hungry, and she's going to come in ready to take that title out of Asuka's hands because Asuka's the one who took her opportunity away tonight.
0: And you know what? That's important because over the past few weeks, we have seen a a more humble, a more humanized, a more... A sadder looking Ember Moon, I guess, for lack of a better term. No contacts. We saw her very deep, very introspective. After NXT Takeover Orlando, we saw her. You know, we saw her post match interview after that vicious attack by Oscar, and you could just see the the sadness and desperation in her eyes, and how much she wanted to be out there tonight. And you know, we saw her watching from the sidelines, like you said, getting that one of the best seats in the house, that overview, sweet view of the ring, and watching these three ladies tear each other apart. Really devastating look all over her face that she couldn't be out there competing.
1: Yeah, I mean, one could say it was devastation. I think it's just her drive. I think it's her hunger. I think she looks on and says, "When this, when this damn shoulder heals, I'm going to get out there and I'm going to make Asuka regret the day that she
0: threw me out." of That's that true because she could have just sat back. She could have just sat back and not watched the match live at all. She, she wants to know. She's things. still studying her division. She's still hungry and she still wants to be that one to take the NXT Women's Championship away from Asuka. But again, Empress of Tomorrow walking away with the win in the triple threat match between Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. We shall see where the Riot and Cross rivalry continues later on in the upcoming weeks of NXT. But now, Dave, an interesting schedule change here. We had the NXT Championship match up next between Bobby Roode and Tadeo Atami. I think that was a pretty unique placement in the card.
1: You know, I do as well, but I also have to keep in mind that this tag team ladder match that was the that was actually moved to the main event that you're First making. time ever. First time ever, exactly. So, yeah, it is a surprise, but, you know, we'll talk about it later, but that ladder match, man.
0: <laughs> a main event worthy yes, match for absolutely. sure. An important step in the legacy of NXT, the fallout included. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about the Japanese superstar taking on the glorious one. And like I say after every single NXT takeover, Bobby Roode's entrance, Dave.
1: Love it. The piano,
0: The the piano going again, the glorious robes. The guy just oozes charisma, and uh, you hate him because you ain't him. You really (laughs) do. He's he's another guy. Smug look, you know, $5,000 suits that he happens to get his ass kicked in sometimes. And uh, the glorious one, just he knows it's his NXT. He's going to drive that point home no matter who's around to listen. Uh, Bobby Roode is just... All about himself, all about this era of NXT. But Hideo Watami did not take this match lying down. A very good showing by uh, by the formerly known Kenta.
1: Very, very good showing, uh, Bobby Roode. I love the theatrics. I love the attitude. I absolutely love. And he's just like Pete Dunne. He's just like just like Oscar. He's got he, he knows he's the best, and he's not afraid to tell you and show you.
0: But that attitude almost cost him in the beginning, Dave, the glorious taunt almost being counted into a GTS, and uh, that could have spelled disaster in Chicago early on in this matchup.
1: And what shocked me the most was that middle on into the match, he lost uh, He lost full use of his shoulder. Which uh, Was it his right or his left?
0: It was his left shoulder, and uh, you know what? That's, that is very ironic, consider Hideo going in with the history of shoulder injuries. Yes. Able to focus on Bobby Roode's left shoulder. Very good strategy by Hideo, Unfortunately, not able to capitalize. What a finish on this match. Broken and beaten Bobby Roode. Managing to hit not just one, but three glorious DDTs in this matchup. Two consecutively. I- I've never seen a combination like that out of our Champion.
1: Yeah, and you know, just to backtrack a second. I mean, Bobby Roode was in some pretty compromising positions. I mean, you know, they were outside the ring and, and Hideo Atami had thrown him right into the Steel steps with his injured shoulder, and just as Hideo Itami was about to throw himself full body into Bobby Roode, he managed to get out of the way. Now, my curiosity, Dan, is how is Hideo going to go moving forward? Do you think this knee injury is going to be something we're going to see, or not really?
0: Of course, talking about the spot in the match where Hideo Itami going for his delayed basement drop kick, unfortunately landing and crashing his foot into the steel steps, causing a some sort of knee ankle related injury. Now, that does put a target on Hideo's body part. You can't do the GTS without a strong knee, And he
1: couldn't during the match. It's
0: going to take, take a lot out of him going forward. I think a lot of guys notice that. I think a lot of people realize that. Once you're the number one contender, you're in that spotlight. That's the guy you're going to have to beat. The guy who was formally challenging for the title in order to propel yourself. That's the best way to do it without getting a pin on the actual champion himself. So I do believe that that... Knee injury, that ankle injury, what have you, it will be a future problem for Hideo. Back to Bobby Roode's in ring awareness, though, Dave. We did see a GTS connect in Chicago. The roof almost blew off the Allstate Arena, but Hideo could not capitalize. Bobby Roode, being the in ring veteran he is, had enough wherewithal to roll to the outside of the ring, delaying that count just enough where Hideo was not able to get the three count.
1: You know, I honestly thought for a split second that the man was dead. When that GTS, he he went to sleep, boy. I mean, he got hit with that. And like you said, that that veteran mindset of his, he's been doing it for a while. He knew to roll out, and that was a very smart move. And I think that's what kept him, that's what helped him retain that championship. He had a couple seconds to recover. You know, Hideo himself was injured, as we had mentioned. Um, so getting out of the ring, having to get Bobby Roode, that gave him all the time in the world to recover and get those two final glorious DDTs in.
0: Hideo Itami, unfortunately, not picking up the victory in Chicago. And uh, you know what? I will say what I will about our champion. I'll question his character. I'll question his attitude. I'll question his tactics. But I won't question his in-ring savvy. It's it's a very difficult question to ask. Who will beat Bobby Roode? If the NXT veteran like Hideo Itami can't do it, who do you think is the next one to step up to the glorious one?
1: You know, I would really, really like to see Drew McIntyre step up and be Bobby Roode. Now, personally, I'm a huge Bobby Roode fan. I absolutely love the guy. I think he's, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he hangs tough when he needs to, and you know, I like his grittiness. Um, but I do, I think Drew McIntyre has put on some good showings. I think he's a big tough guy, and I think he's going to give Bobby Roode a run for his money, given the chance.
0: McIntyre coming back to NXT for one reason—that is the NXT Championship a former Intercontinental Champion and WWE Superstar in Drew McIntyre. I think that would be quite a clash in presumably what would be TakeOver Brooklyn 3 against Bobby Roode. I'm going to have to agree with you there, Dave. I, uh, I also want to see Drew McIntyre take on Bobby Roode. I think Drew McIntyre's got a lot to prove since coming back to the, to the WWE. He wants to show his reinvention. He wants to show that he's not the same guy who was here a number of years ago. He's not the 3MB Drew McIntyre. He's not, even, he's not even quite the chosen one anymore. He's just this new, reinvigorated, ass-kicking machine with a big frame and a tough attitude. And uh, I think the Scotsman can definitely take it to the Glorious One.
1: And let's not forget, he was a former Intercontinental Champion, so he knows what it takes to win. And he knows what it's like to be in a setting where there's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of people expecting great things from you, and he can deliver.
0: Drew McIntyre, our next bet to take on the Glorious One for the NXT Championship Hideo Itami, unfortunately, unable to come up with the win tonight in Chicago. From the continuation of the glorious era here in NXT, we move on to the main event of the evening, a first time ever for NXT, a tag team ladder match between DIY and the Authors of Pain for the NXT Tag Team Championships. And Dave, I have one word to say about this. Wow. What an amazing match between these two teams. We've seen them compete in the past Never in an environment like this, and uh, the only way to make the Alters of Pain even scarier, you put a ladder in either of those monsters' hands, and they'll they'll create some destruction.
1: Oh, yes, they will, And, and that they did. Destruction is exactly what they can create, and I gotta say, you even saying wow is completely underselling how dynamic and how big that match was. I mean, I am still reeling from it. We were on the edge of our seats. I was screaming at the TV. I felt as though I was in Chicago. Absolutely mind blowing match. Absolutely, uh, you know, everything was given on both sides. Paul Elring gave everything he had. Paul Ellering taking a vicious
0: could. super kick from Johnny Gargano Extremely through this
1: matchup. Extremely disrespectful. Extremely from, disrespectful from Mr. Gargano. And I think he owes Mr. Ellering an apology, all right?
0: He's, he should have been in the match.
1: He's got a lot of former experience. I mean, <laughs> this guy is a legend. Show some respect. If he wants to come in and grab a ladder, let him do so. I mean, gosh, he. He helped, he he was with the Road Warriors. This guy is a legend. And you're just going to kick him in the
0: face? If you pick up a ladder and you try and grab the titles for yourself, oh. all's fair in the ladder match, Dave. All's
1: fair. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to bring your dad down. You're going to kick him in the face when he tells us, tell me to leave? Come on. This is Paul Ellering. The Paul Ellering. This guy is a legend.
0: An advocate for defending our senior citizens here in the Undisputed Future Podcast. Back to the match itself, though. What a memorable series of spots dual dive off the ladders, crashing through Akam and Rezar on top of their own ladders set up between the ring, barric- the ring apron and the audience barricade. Gargano and Ciampa diving through each of the authors of pain, and Champa's ladder collapsing.
1: And that wasn't the first time, and that wasn't even the only time in the match. I mean, how about later in the match when Gargano... You know, pulled, pulled. I don't know if it was Achem, if it was Akum or or Razor, and put him right through the ladder. The ladder flat out broke in half. I mean, it actually broke.
0: It was Champa, Champa, my friend, Champa, with a vicious bo- yeah, Champa, Champa, with a vicious back body drop into a ladder set up in the turnbuckle. I screamed. The ladder exploded. The ladder, it did explode. Effing exploded, Dave. You seen that? <laughs> Wow, what a match from top to bottom. The resiliency of DIY is always on display. We've seen it against The Revival. We've seen it against The Authors of Pain. We've seen it against The Revival and The Authors of Pain.
1: Yes, we have. And, and you know, I was a little bit worried about The Authors of Pain because once Paul Ellering so rudely got kicked in the face... I was worried that these two men would not have their mentor. No strategy. No strategy, the, exactly.
0: Uh, the puppet master, if you will, uh, being incapacitated. You don't know what was going through the, mo- the mindset of these monsters without their leader. You know, it seemed to work out for him. A- yeah,
1: well, when you're 7 feet, 600 pounds, I, you tend to not have too much trouble when you're fighting cruiserweights.
0: Big, strong guys in the Authors of Pain DIY having the size and speed advantage, which you think would serve them in this ladder match, didn't pan out for the uh, for the former NXT Tag Team champions. Well,
1: how about the Authors of Pain nearly taking Gargano's head off with that ladder, protecting Champa,
0: Champa getting pushed out of the way by Johnny wrestling, and Johnny taking a vicious, decapitating shot with a ladder right to the jaw. I thought I thought the referee might have to have to call the match right there.
1: Absolutely. Uh, You know, it was just vicious attacks uh, on both sides. And to see the authors of pain come out on top, I mean, clearly the better man won. I mean, clearly.
0: The two monsters able to climb the ladder after delivering a vicious series of power bombs and then the super collider on DIY, climbing the ladder and retrieving those titles. Unfortunately, Dave, not the most heartbreaking and gut-wrenching moment in the night. After a memorable curtain call... For DIY, in the middle of the ring by an uproarious Chicago crowd, we saw Ciampa and Gargano stand at the top of the entrance ramp, and something just came over Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, I'll tell you what was coming over him.
1: Gargano was holding him back. It's about time he did that. I'm glad he did that. They're a team. They were a team, but how many times do you have to lose with the same partner before you're like, you know what, this guy's holding me back. It's about time I lay some sense into him and tell him to stay away from me.
0: Gargano and Ciampa... They laced their boots at the same exact time to get into NXT. They rose through together. They won championships together. They've had match of the year candidates together. And
1: sometimes in order to get to that next level, you need to cut those out of your life that are holding you back. And by golly, Gargano was holding Tommaso Ciampa back. I think he should have done more to Gargano.
0: A vicious attack by Tommaso Ciampa slamming Gargano into the the entrance area. Into the announcer's table, a white noise-looking maneuver through two red tables, which uh, I I think that was a new setup as far as, I I mean, I've never seen those. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to digress on that point and go back to the viciousness and heartless attack by the the psycho killer. I mean, that nickname definitely shining tonight.
1: Yeah, I think it shows how driven he is and how much he really wants to succeed in this business. I, you know, I don't know why you're saying vicious. I think he's just cutting ties and realizing that in order to get to the next level and start winning some championships and get into the main roster, he's going to have to cut that dead weight back, and that dead weight's name is Johnny Gargano.
0: Gargano is going to have something to say about this, Dave. I'm telling you, Johnny wrestling as much of an underdog, as much of a struggling figure he is, the kid has heart. He knows his motivation. He knows how to be a competitor. And why? Why would somebody who you take as a friend, not just a tag team partner, but a best friend, we've seen their social media interactions, we've seen their glorious bombs with one of your favorite superstars, the NXT champion, Bobby Roode, these guys have been through it all together, why would you just throw that away?
1: Because in order to get to the next level, you need to put friendships aside, you need to be able to put those relationships aside. You need to be able to think just for you, and that's exactly what Tommaso Champ is doing. He's thinking for himself. He's saying, in order to get to that next level, what do I have to do? Is this man, my friend, going to continue to hold me back? I mean how, Yeah, they can have all the heart in the world. What is the last time they won, their, the, won the championships? And how long do they even hold, they hold the championships for? Not very long.
0: Crushing lost two authors of pain and just on that road to redemption that just never seeming to pan out. You know it, it, it's, it sucks. It really sucks to see two guys who you think they're going to go through it all together. They're going to rise up. They're going to be your next big team on, the, uh, I don't know, SmackDown, let's say, and just be able to hang with the in-ring wrestling show. Y- you never thought you'd see these guys go off on a singles tear. But an interesting rivalry taking shape, I'm sure. Cannot wait to see those guys lock up again. A amazingly memorable match during the Cruiserweight Classic. If that was any preview of things to come, I think this rivalry is going to shape up to be something incredibly special.
1: You know, I think it's going to be more like a, uh, like a man with a fly just kind of flying around his neck and he swats it. I mean, Johnny Gargano, small guy, not much to offer. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, he's the psycho killer. I, yeah, it's going to be a rivalry. Sure, he's going to have to deal with them for a little while, but come on. Tommaso Ciampa is going to move on to bigger better things. I think we can all agree.
0: Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling is not a force to be underestimated. He's not some insect. He is a man with a lot of talent, a lot of potential, and some of it even being untapped. Yeah, even as a former NXT Tag Team you champion. You have a
1: lot of talent too if you had a guy whose nickname was the Psycho Killer backing you up at every corner. Let's see how he does when he's alone.
0: Again, a shift in the paradigm of the NXT Tag Team Division. A vicious attack by Tommaso Ciampa, closing out NXT TakeOver Chicago. I'm still in shock. I, however, share a little bit of sympathy with the situation, unlike my partner to my right side here. But an amazing show in NXT TakeOver Chicago. Uh, Dave, your match of the night.
1: I gotta say, my match of the night was the UK Championship. I was really excited to see... uh... My favorite United Kingdom competitor, Pete Dunwin, I think he uh, put on a hell of a showing, and I think he only great things to come from there. I don't don't see anybody taking him off his throne anytime soon.
0: The one new champion crowned tonight in the United Kingdom Championship. I'm still going to go with as far as story and heartbreak and just getting emotion out of the audience. It was definitely that last, that main event tag team championship ladder match. And uh, again, the craziest part, not even happening during the match. Tommaso Ciampa with a ruthless betrayal of Johnny Gargano. He
1: finally came to his senses.
0: Coming to his senses or senseless violence against Johnny Gargano. But you know what, Dave? We're going to talk about that in later weeks of NXT. Thank you for coming on and having this TakeOver Chicago discussion with me. Thank you. One thing I want your opinion on, Dave, where do you think the future of NXT goes from this Chicago event? Uh, Some rivalries you might be looking forward to.
1: I'm absolutely looking forward to seeing how how Bobby Roode is going to carry himself after this. I think he's going to come out and I think he's going to be his usual humble self. He's going to come out and he's going to thank everybody and, Tell them all how 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 much the NXT universe has helped him, and how how you know he's just going to be his usual humble great self, right? Because he, ju- he wasn't he wasn't just
0: telling people to uh, either get on board or get the hell out or anything like that. He wasn't physically kicking people out of the NXT universe with his speech. Now wasn't
1: you know the guy
0: was tired and he might have had a kick or two, but I mean
1: come on, wouldn't you do that if you if you been traveling all the place? I mean where's he from? Canada?
0: Oh, uh, it was a, yeah, it was obviously a bad flight from Toronto into yeah, Full you know I mean? That's why he was in such a bad mood. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it exactly. hasn't been. And on top
1: of that, he's in a bad mood. Hideo Otami comes out of nowhere, and he's just standing, minding his own business. Hideo Otami comes in and just gives him a GTS for no reason. What, what
0: did he do? No so reason now, No reason other than just so trying to claim the entire NXT universe as his own.
1: Now, well, now he's forced to fight this match in Chicago. Great. He won gracefully, as always, and, he, and I think he's going to carry on. It's going to be nice to see him be his usual graceful self and... I think uh, you know, I think he's gonna have to deal with that annoying Nat Hideo Tommy a little more, but you know, hey, that's that's part of it. I am excited about seeing that, and I'm excited to see how, how Asuka takes on the rest of her challengers. Um I think that's gonna be another great, great thing to look at moving forward.
0: Asuka definitely seeking out some other competition in the women's division. Also something I'm looking forward to. Mentioned it before. Ember Moon versus Asuka in their next in their next one-on-one confrontation. Very excited for that. But as far as Another division goes, I'm looking forward to the future of the tag team division. Now that DIY has dissipated, other teams like heavy machinery can step up. Those two big charismatic guys, they you know, they love to have fun, they're unique, they're big dudes, yeah. stakes and weights, baby.
1: You know what? Uniqueness doesn't mean a darn thing in this business because as long as AOP has Paul Elring, the man you dismirch by his side, by their side rather. Those titles aren't leaving their sides. I can promise you that. And Paul Elring, if he were here, he would promise you that. The man is
0: a legend. Hey, not going to dispute that. I have Authors of Pain breaking the Ascension's record for longest reigning NXT Tag Team Champions.
1: Now you've come to your set. It's about time. God, the first time this podcast you've made sense.
0: But there's going to be some competition along the way. Cannot wait to see what that holds. Uh, Heavy Machinery believing they're next in line to take them on. That's bound to be a good match. Oscar versus Ember Moon. Bobby Roode's next challenger for the take for the NXT Championship. The UK division launching off. What a huge night for oh. NXT tonight. I'm sure Sanity's still gonna have something to say to Roderick Strong. Next week we have Alistair Black, first time appearance in NXT at Chicago. His debut in this city, I think, is going to be amazing. Dave, your thoughts on Alistair Black?
1: Alistair Black is a mean. He's a cold guy. He's really, really calculated, and I think those kicks are absolutely deadly. Black Mass, his finishing move, is an absolutely deadly kick. You get that to the face, that's a one-and-done deal, my friend. That is a one-and-done deal.
0: The striking ability of Aleister Black, never something to be underestimated. He will be in action next week, which was the NXT TakeOver Chicago pre-show, but it's really the post-show because they're going to be airing yeah. it next week. However they format that, I cannot wait to see that match as well as the aforementioned Drew McIntyre taking on former NXT Tag Team Champion Wesley Blake. And now, Dave, I know you haven't seen much of Wesley Blake, but Wesley Blake is quite the talent. You know, I watched the Blake and Murphy Factor lose their NXT Tag Team titles at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 1 to the Villains. I thought they were very good heels. I thought Alexa Bliss's microphone ability being their mouthpiece, I thought it was very beneficial for them. I thought they were able to harness a lot of personality in that of itself. Beautiful Blake, I believe he's going by. He's going uh, to have his hands full next week against Drew McIntyre.
1: Yeah, I don't know about any of that beautiful stuff, but I know that Drew McIntyre is a very big man, and he's a very angry man, and he fights like a nasty, nasty guy who wants to win. I don't know if you remember last week at NXT when he came out with a black eye. Uh, didn't face him in the least. I think that Blake is in for a real challenge against a man like Drew McIntyre.
0: That eye injury, Dave, you're referring to. Sean Maluda delivering a... Wicked Codebreaker off the top rope damaging Drew McIntyre's eye. He kicked out of one with authority. As I mentioned, you could check that out on episode seven. But uh hey, this has been episode eight, our Takeover Chicago special. Nikki Six, unfortunately, not being able to be here tonight, but you can check out his live reactions on the Facebook page. Dave, thanks for joining me. Uh cannot wait to have you back on the show. Thanks thank you, me. thank you so much for that kick-ass guitar riff. Plan on using that every single week. And you're about to hear that too, because we're wrapping things up here at the Undisputed Future Podcast. This has been Saturday, May 20th, NXT TakeOver Chicago special. I am CD Danny Mac, RJ Rose to my right, and we will see you on Wednesday for more NXT discussion.